Welcome back to Come Walk With Me. This is episode 36. Uh, I have been hesitant to record as of late. Not, I'm not totally sure why. Um, I think some of it has to do with everything that's going on. Uh, I don't necessarily want to take this podcast down um, a political pathway. I, uh, I, think, I think for everyone who listens, I suspect you have... Um, I suspect you have similar feelings as I do on, on politics and things, and I think you're a fairly reasonable person with fairly moderate views, and mainly you really are just looking to take care of the ones you love and take care of yourself. So I don't think this is going to go down that political path tonight. Um, I had some recent text messages with some friends, some people concerned about things going on in their life, and it really kind of brought me back, um, it took me back to my own life, it took me back to the past. And uh, in, in a lot of what I've done over the years between the fire service, um, now at my current job, there's a, a broad range of ages that I work with. So, uh, you know, in the fire service you had juniors, so you're guiding and helping 15, 16 year olds. And you'd see them have questions and have personal issues, and you became friends with them. So um, you were you were there for them. They. I, I don't want to say. Uh, I was a role model, uh, which I don't really, I don't really want to be anyone's role model. Um, though I probably am a role model to my boys, and that's okay. I'm, I'm different now than I was then. I'm definitely. Um, more focused and have my uh, have my ducks in a better row than norm, than I used to. They used to be all over the place. A duck here, a duck there, maybe a duck hiding on a fire extinguisher in an office somewhere. You never know. Um, but I've come to find uh, because of uh, some of my friendships and some of the people that I, I work with and uh, have worked with. They sometimes come to me for advice, and they have questions, and they have concerns, and um, it's I think it's a nice position. I, I like I like being able to help and guide. Um, part of the reason I became a firefighter was when I was younger. Uh, this would have been my late twenties into my early thirties. Uh, I became a firefighter at thirty-two. Uh, I just started kind of feeling lost and you know wasn't really sure what was going on in my life I wasn't really sure uh, if I was helping originally when I got into IT I did a lot of a lot of helping a lot of fixing people's issues you know on a one-on-one level not necessarily an infrastructure level so I felt a uh, a a calmness a a goodness because I got to help and over time uh, that faded a little bit. I still felt good when I helped people, but it was a job. I was paid to do it. Most people didn't didn't appreciate it for it being help as in so much as they just thought, okay, he's the computer guy, he's going to fix it, no big deal. So um, in my 30s, uh, late 20s, early 30s, I started kind of feeling a emptiness, uh, a void where I wanted to give back where I wanted to actually be able to help and and help for no other reason than that it's the right thing to do and a good friend of mine 
uh, said, hey, you know, I have a buddy using the firehouse. Why don't you come check it out? And that's where I caught the bug. So my first fire station was in Ivyland, Pennsylvania, a small little town in Warminster. It's like a mile square total. Great place. Uh, still very good friends with a bunch of the firefighters there. Uh, the chief is, is one of my best friends. So um, it is wonderful to give back. It is wonderful to assist people. And from that, uh, I have taken on a, a more experienced role in some people's lives. And it's, it's been nice, you know. Uh, some of the people I work with currently, they're fresh out of school. Um, sometimes they just ask advice about different things. And, and, and it's really nice to provide some guidance, you know. Like the stuff they talk about, stuff I was confused and went through alone. So why shouldn't I help them? Now, obviously, uh, the things I've said aren't guaranteed to be listened to. I don't know if they're going to take my advice. But um, someone was there to give them advice. Somebody was there to support them and say, hey, ultimately follow your heart. And really, when it comes down to it, if you follow your heart, you'll be okay. I mean, you know what you really want, even if you're not willing to admit it. And sometimes it's harder than you expect. And sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's just the right thing to do. So, and I mean, that's part of what we talk about. This is part of what this whole podcast is about. It is following your heart, your heart, you know, walk that path, try a new road, try something different. If it doesn't work out, try something else different. Really it's life is a big adventure and it's problematic and it's painful and you're going to cry and you're going to hurt, but you're also going to be happy and you're going to cry tears of joy. You know, I did not know what tears of joy really meant until my first son was born. I'd never cried tears of joy in my life. I had cried on a few occasions, normally somewhere away from everyone else because I'm not a big fan of showing emotions. So when my first son was born, I held that baby as I snipped through the umbilical cord and I cried. The tears went down my cheeks and I was the happiest I'd ever been in my life holding my son. And then when my second son was born, same thing happened. Snip that umbilical cord, and as I'm holding him, the tears just go down my cheeks, and I was the happiest I'd been since the last time I cried. It is very easy to get lost in yourself. It's very easy to put up walls that you feel are there to protect you, but really and ultimately, they actually kind of hinder and hurt you. Sometimes being vulnerable, sometimes being being vulnerable or being showing that rawness, showing your pain can actually help you to move forward, can help you on your path. Because we've all felt it. We've all had pain. We've all cried. We've all curled up in a corner and just wished the pain would stop. Maybe not literally, but... You know what I mean? Maybe you curl up in your bed and pull the covers over your head. Teach their own. There's not really, doesn't matter how you want to do it. doesn't matter. Um, you're not alone. I've said this many times and I'll continue to say it. 
we're all very similar. There's some differences, but they're pretty, they're pretty much more cosmetic than they are anything major. Now, obviously there are some very polar opposites in, in rare cases, but for the most part, we're all pretty middle of the road people in this world, looking to take care of ourselves, looking to take care of our family and hoping that we can leave the world a little bit better of a place. And I think that is a wonderful goal. And I think that is really the goal that we should get everyone to strive for. You know, it's not, it's not fight and die for my belief in this, this very out there thing. It is, let's make this place better for everyone just a little bit before we're gone. You know, life is short. You know, we're, we're, we're very lucky at this day and age that we have the lifeline we have. We most people will get pretty damn close to 80 years old. There's going to be some variances. There's going to be some people that leave earlier. There's going to be some people that leave later. Um, but we live, I mean, the human lifespan has increased greatly between the medicines and the different things. Um, we have greatly increased our lifespan, and that's wonderful. And who knows, maybe... In the next few years, you'll see the average lifespan go to 110, 120. Again, with the way science creates things, the way they create these marvelous things so quickly, you never know. Um, Also, let me caveat that. Hopefully, like if you on average can hit 100, 120, you're still pretty with it. I don't necessarily want to be 100, 120 and uh, be immobile or a vegetable. Uh, I don't really want to be 60 and a vegetable if I can help it. That's... uh, one of the things I've always tried to do to keep my uh, my brain, you know, I'm always trying to learn something new. I'm always trying to stimulate it. I don't know if it will help, but my feeling is it can't hurt. Um, I don't necessarily, I, I know the body's going to get old. I know we're all going to get old. We'll feel the pains. We might not jump as much. We might not run as much. But as long as the eyes work and I can read a book or I can learn a new skill, life is good um and if i can get to 100 120 130 and i'm still learning skills and having a good time doing stuff well hell that's pretty cool you know i really i really can't argue with that um but like i was saying with the way i make friends and the fact that i make friends of various age ranges it's nice to be able to give back it's nice to provide a little guidance you know do i know if if the the breeze that i that i give their little boat is going to nudge them in the direction they really want to go or if they're not going to just grab the rudder and turn that boat sideways i don't know also i'm not really a big boating person so that metaphor probably wasn't the best um but i do like boats they're fun uh anyway provide guidance give back help out look out for people you don't know These are all good things. And even if when you're deathbed, the world that you helped out doesn't say a damn word, you still helped out. That's what really matters. You gave. You did something kind. You did something nice. Even if it's only you that remembers it. And that's okay. Because it'll bring a smile to you uh, in your final time, in your final days. So look out for other people. Give back. Take care of yourself. Take care of them. Make sure you love your family. 
These are all of the really important things you should do. Obviously, you have to protect yourself. Obviously, you need to be aware of what's going on. There are people out there willing to take advantage and hurt you. The world is not a perfect place. Uh, you know, I think that's what makes it, I can't say better, but that's what makes the good better. Because, you know, if all you had was good, well, then you have nothing to compare it to. So it just becomes blasé, average, the norm. You know, the, there is so much good out there, but there is there is bad and a lot of bad. And it's it really is sad. And I realize I'm making lots of rhymes during this conversation. Uh, unintentional, definitely. But interesting uh, and fun, too. Sometimes I think I like to rhyme things. And now uh, I feel it very difficult to do because I'm actually thinking about how I could rhyme things in this conversation. So I'll drop that. I'll let that go. Um, be safe. Love yourself. Love your family. Love the world. Be prepared. Uh, as I had to remind a friend, you know, get your zombie survival team together. Find uh, all the best people you know for different things. Uh, I'm still recruiting for dentists and doctors if anyone's interested in joining the team. I have some basic other stuff out there. Maybe a good farmer, too. My, my growing skills are pretty limited. But again, that's more of my imagination than anything. I really doubt there'll be any kind of zombie apocalypse. But I've always loved that kind of fiction stuff. I don't know. It's dark. It's dreary. But a lot of times there's really good stuff that comes out of it. So uh, I'm going to cut this off. I appreciate you guys listening. Have a wonderful night. Take care of yourselves. I love you all. And be safe. Bye, guys. <laughs>